0: Thank you for listening to The Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. And we're going to go to the word of the Lord. One other thing I would like to mention to you is some of you have been asking about the prayer room on Sunday morning. And so we are reopening the prayer room starting next Sunday and we'll be back to classes next Sunday. So the prayer room will be open at 9 a.m. next Sunday. And if you would like to come and pray with other believers, then we would love to have you at 9 a.m. starting next Sunday. So I want to draw your attention to Matthew chapter 16 and then Psalm 127. Oh, I'm so glad we can have church today. I'm so glad we can be here. I'm so glad you're here. You all bless me, inspire me. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a job. So, thank you for that. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who are they saying that I, the Son of Man, am? They started shouting out answers like, Well, some say you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon stood up, I suppose, and answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, which means, Peter's name means a stone, a pebble. Peter's not the rock here. Jesus is the rock. On this rock, the rock of your revelation, that came to you, not by flesh and blood, but by the Spirit that I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God. On that revelation, I will build my church. And it's going to be so strong and so situated and so stable that not even the gates of hell shall be able to prevent or prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then just Psalm 127, 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. So, God wanted a church before He formed the world that He put the church in. God envisioned the church, He planned the church, He paid for the church, then He started building the church. And there is only one church. There's no labels. There's no denominations. There's one church. It's the body of Christ. It's the bride of Christ. It's the church in the world today. I launch our theme for this year today. And the title of my message is the theme for this year. Building a New Testament church. Building a New Testament church. And everybody's going to help me preach by saying amen at least one time. Maybe be Day. Thank you for that, amen. You know what amen does to a preacher, don't you? It's like saying, sick him to a bulldog. (laughs) Building a New Testament church. Every conscientious pastor must ask himself the question, am I doing a good job? Am I sufficiently, as the under-shepherd, Of this congregation. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is the church where it's supposed to be? Is the congregation that I lead. Are they being fed? Are they healthy? Are they where they need to be? Is the church balanced? Is it fruitful? Is the church fulfilling the mission assigned to us. By the founder and purchaser of the church. The Lord Jesus Christ. I got to tell you. I ask myself that question all the time. I'm always asking myself. And you know how I answer that question? I look at you. I don't look at me. I look at you. If you are fed, if you are healthy, if you are functioning, not dysfunctioning, but functioning in the body of Christ, if you are being fruitful, if you are uh, giving God a return for his investment in your life, you are the ones and the only ones really that can answer that question. So, there are two important questions for all of us today. The first one is Is the Life Church a bona fide, authentic, registered, certified, approved New Testament church? Or are we sort of freelancing? And sort of doing our own wannabe Christian thing. Are we making it up as we go? That's the first question. Are we a registered, authentic, apostolic, new first century church? The second question is, what kind of a church do you want to be a part of? What kind of a church... What's going on? We're trying to have a church service in here. What's... Uh, you guys, I just started a sermon. What's... I'm preaching about building a New Testament church. What are you guys up to? Hey, come
1: on. Well, this we, way. Hey, hey, come on here. Hey. That's just a, hey, we, hey, Well, we were just... We uh, wanted to talk about building a church. We wanted to be a part of building a church. Well, what kind of a
0: church do you want to be a part of? What, what do you have in mind?
1: Well, Danny, you got a good idea. Pastor, uh, uh, We were just up there up north at that new uh, airport that they're putting in. Yeah. And man, have you seen that huge parking lot? Covered parking. And I think we need to put a huge covered parking lot out here so everybody can just drive in and be safe. And then what we need to do is we need to have us a tunnel that comes from under there and comes up right about here. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, tunnels come right up. Nobody gets wet. They leave their garage. They just come straight about, right, you know, right around right
0: in here. Wow. You guys have been thinking about this. No, no,
1: no, 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 I got a good idea here. What I think we need to do is <laughs> put some lazy boys up here for the top. givers. lazy boys. Wait a minute. Lazy
0: boys for the top givers?
1: Lazy boys all around.
0: You'd probably like for them to have popcorn and, and Coke, too.
1: something simple, something doable, something logical.
0: Okay. What do you
1: concession stand right out that wall? Yeah. And we get this guy to give us a break during the service and so we go get something to eat. Like a halftime. Yeah, now you're thinking. That's awesome. Oh, wait, wait, I got a great idea. This is just a thought, but this, what about everybody, every seat gets a remote control and then just like if you need to pull it out and like if, uh, If Brother Larmy goes off key, you just sharpen that note a little bit. Or, and I'm not saying this happens, Pastor, but just in case your message went a little too long. Oh, now. We could fast forward. (laughs) Let's go right past that. That's an idea. Man. You know what? I was thinking. I got one more idea. What about... Everybody gets their own parking space. What do you what do you guys think about that? Everybody, I mean, you just have your name right in front of your spot. got <laughs> what you guys know how to read the other way around? There you go. See, what do you think? Look at that. Is that
0: your own parking spot?
1: Yeah, and here's the deal. Notice I got bread down here in the end. Let's say somebody new comes in, wound. Three Sundays in a row, they get a spot. (laughs) But if all of a sudden they didn't show up for three weeks, show up. It's a thought. It's something we need to keep in
0: mind. These guys have been thinking about what kind of church they want, huh? Let's give them a big hand, all right? (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, if we all brought an idea of what kind of a church we want, we'd really be something, wouldn't we? We'd probably be like a three ring circus. But uh, I appreciate these brothers. I was looking around at these guys. I thought, man, these guys didn't even dress up for church today. What's the deal? I didn't know they were all on the skit. So let's give them another big hand. Good job. So I have a newsflash. We don't get to choose what kind of a church is a New Testament church. Now we can choose what kind of a church we want. There's 2000 local congregations in the Kansas City Metro. We have lots of choices. And you all drive by a lot of those churches to come by the life church. So obviously you've made a choice. Obviously there's something here. That you're attracted to. There's something here that's important to you. There's something moving here that's special. And I gotta, I'm a communicator, you see, so I gotta be able to see everybody. So I gotta pull this, I gotta pull this out of the way so I can see Daniel over there. I gotta be able to see the whites of everybody's eyes. All right, so that's just the thing. That's a that's my thing. So what kind of a church do we want? We don't get to choose what kind of a church we want if we want to be the church that was purchased with his own blood. If we want to be a New Testament church, we have to follow the blueprint of the New Testament church. No, what contractors call change orders, no change orders, no, no alterations. And the only way we can be a New Testament church is if we study that church and we find out what were the dynamics that were in that church. Does it make sense to you that if we go to the book of Acts where the church was born, the day the church was born, the day of Pentecost, if we go back to the original blueprint and let's compare that church to this church, let's compare their doctrine to our doctrine. Let's compare their foundation to our foundation. Let's compare their lifestyle to our lifestyle. Let's compare their miracles to our miracles. Let's compare their supernatural encounters to our supernatural encounters. And I have good news for you. Anything that's in here, we can have it. Come on. Anything that's in here we can have it anything that they did we can do it Praise God anything they saw we can see it Come on is anybody with me today? Do you want to be a part of a New Testament church? There is no other church for me. There is no other path for me I uh, I'm reading some commentaries on the book of acts And it's like Charles Mahaney said, he said, you know, the Bible can shed a lot of light on those commentaries. So I'm reading the Bible, too. But I'm reading one particular commentary, and it's interesting because everybody reads the Bible through a lens. I hate to say it this way. It's psychology 101. You see what you're prepared to see. And if we bring a prejudice to the text, then perhaps we are not seeing what is really there. And this particular author, and I've read him before, uh, I'm sort of interested in, in his lens and his theology, but he can't, when I'm reading the book of Acts, he can't really come out and say that what I'm getting ready to say Because it doesn't fit his theology. It doesn't fit his prejudice. So what do you say? We drop our religious theological prejudice. Let's just come to the Bible with a hungry heart. Let's drop our lifestyle prejudice and let's come to the Bible with a hungry heart. Amen. Let's forget about, you know, if we think we're really on the mission or not, and let's go back to where they were on the mission. Does it make sense that that the church perhaps could be corrupted? over 2000 years. Does it make any sense to you that over layers and layers and interpretation over interpretation that somebody got something wrong along the way? And would this explain why there are some Christians and I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I celebrate any pastor that's got a Bible open on the pulpit today. You've heard me say that any Bible that's on a pulpit today is not my enemy. I'm not tearing anybody down, but I have to be true to my revelation and I have to keep Going back to the original blueprint and compare what I believe to what that says and compare to how I live to what that says and compare to who I worship to what that says. Amen. Can we take a journey this year? How many will agree with me that whatever the book says is right? How many will agree with me that whatever God deals with you about, we must obey. And if we're coming behind, if we're lacking, if we're not quite up to snuff, as they say, to the original New Testament church, then I say, let's get there. Let's dig and claw and scratch and and believe and trust. and, and, And I want somebody to just get a vision this year of a Book of Acts miracle, of a Book of Acts revival, and say, I'm not gonna be satisfied until I see that. I'm not gonna be satisfied until I have that. I'm not gonna be satisfied until I can walk down the street and say, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I'm not gonna be satisfied until I can be like a Peter and go to Cornelius's house and. While I'm yet teaching a Bible study, the Holy Ghost falls on them and they begin to speak with other tongues. I'm not going to be satisfied until the Holy Ghost calls me from a red hot revival in Samaria and sends me out to the desert so that I can give a Bible study to a man who's already reading the Bible but doesn't know what he's believing and what he's reading about and I can baptize him in the name of the Lord. Oh, It's all here. It's all here. We want to, at the Life Church of Kansas City, build a New Testament church. Now I want to just sort of, maybe that's created a question. We just read, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. (laughs) Listen. This is how it works. We have this, children's wing expansion. And it's going very well. I don't know if you notice, but now we've got most of the windows glazed and we got the door in and we're getting ready to put, you know, heating and air conditioning so we can do the drywall and get all that done. But we have a general contractor. I decided I did not want to be the general contractor because I do not want to end up in the hospital. And so he's doing a good job. He is the mastermind, the architect, and he has secured our subcontractors. So if I could say it this way, Jesus Christ is the builder of the church. I can't add anybody to the church. I could have you sign a membership role today, but I can't add that. You know that we're glad for everybody that calls the life church their church. We have no control over that. I have no control over whoever wants to call the Life Church their church. In fact, we got about a thousand people in this city somewhere. we got about 200 of them here today, but there's a thousand that call the Life Church their church. We're happy about that, right? I have no control over that. But just because somebody is a member of a local congregation doesn't automatically mean that they're in the New Testament church. You don't get in the New Testament church by, you know, shaking the preacher's hand and filling out a card and shouting hallelujah and dropping two bits in the offering and, you know, go to lunch. No, there's a prescription. There's a way there's only one way. Everybody say one way, one way. to be a part of what the Bible calls the body of Christ. You must be born into that body. You must take a journey of obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I can't add anybody to the church today. I would love to. And if you want to call the Life Church your church, I'm happy about that. I'm proud that you call the Life Church your church. But that's not really the question. The question is, have you been born again into the body of Christ? Have you been born of the water and of the spirit? Jesus said, Jesus, you know Jesus, the founder, he said, except you're born of the water of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So we have a general contractor, and then he has subs. So if the Lord builds the house, what do we do? Just come in here and lay down and, you know, be like the far, Gary Larson's far side, boneless chicken yard. Do you ever see those cartoons? The boneless chicken yard, is like chickens laid out on the ground, you know. They don't have any bones. So is that what we do? If God's building the church, well, by God, I'm just going to come and lay down. No, no, no. Paul said, I'm going to get into this later this year. He said, I'm a wise master builder. He said, Apollos watered and, and I planted, but God gives the increase. So we're partners. We're labors together with God. One of my favorite scriptures in all the Bibles, the last verse of mark which says the lord they did miracles the lord working with them there's this unique partnership that we're partnering with god and before this year is over i want you to have a profound sense that you are on the team that he is the master builder and you are a subcontractor amen and just like we got guys that do the foundation and another sub comes in and does the drywall and another one does the painting amen we are subcontractors we have skills we bring something to the table. There's something we can do to help build up the house of the living God and to make sure this is a New Testament apostolic church. Are you glad to be a part of a church? Amen. That's going back to the beginning. Hallelujah. So since I'm preaching to astute informed biblical scholars today. Does it make sense that if we want to know how to get into the church that we go back to the day the church was born? This is so simple. Go back to the day the church was born. And would it make any sense for me to cancel that prescription and to be like Franklin Graham yesterday on the college football, led everybody in a sinner's prayer. And I'm not taking that away from him, but I want to jump in that screen and say, wait a minute. When we were down at uh, the Jesus production at Sight and Sound, you know what I admired about that? How many seen the Jesus at Sight and Sound? You've seen Jesus? Good, you've all seen Jesus. The day I was there, my wife and I were there, there was 1,100 of us. And if that guy that played Simon Peter would have quoted Acts 2.38, that house would have exploded they would have had to call the fire department. (laughs) What I admired about them is they didn't stop at the ascension. That's where most passion plays stop at the ascension. They went to the upper room. (laughs) And they were nailing it. A sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared under them cloven tongues of fire. They, they were asking the question, what does this mean? These people look like they're drunk and Peter gets up and he says, these men are not drunken as he's supposed seen as but the third hour of the day. He says, but I say to you, repent and be baptized and accept Christ. As your personal savior. And he he dropped Peter's direct command to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And of course, they they they, uh, what's the word I want simulated the outpouring of the spirit. But if we'd have had some new Testament apostolic believers on the stage, we wouldn't have had to simulate the outpouring of the spirit. We'd all been talking in tongues. In fact, we used to have our, and our passion play at the old building. Some of you remember this, we went to the upper room. And we, I don't know how many people came and were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost because we weren't just acting. We weren't just playing. Amen. Because we are a New Testament church and we want to get better. But we believe the doctrine. We believe the message. And we still believe in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we have to go back to the beginning. So, here we are, the book of Acts, chapter 2. The day the church Was born, and I got a good sermon, and I don't even know where what that is up there, but I'm just trying to follow the Lord. Okay, here we go. Listen, in the New Testament, the day the church was born, there was unity. Fight for the unity of this church. Fight for the peace and the harmony of the life church. Don't put up with anybody's drama. Don't put up with anybody attacking the leadership of the church. Don't put up with anybody attacking any brother or sister in this church. Don't put up with it on Facebook. Listen, I'm not, I told you I pastor Facebook. I don't pastor Facebook. I gave up on that a long time ago. If you've got a problem with somebody, don't take it to social media. Do what Jesus said, go to your brother alone. Amen, that's how we have a New Testament church. Go to your brother alone. Amen. Don't gang up and get all your troops and rally your troops. That's a. Listen, the devil is in drama. We say the devil's in the details, he's in the drama. If there's drama anywhere, that's where the devil is. There was drama when a legion of devils, a man filled with a legion, came to Jesus. He comes running. You talk about drama. He's cutting himself. He strips himself naked. He's tormenting the community. That's drama. (laughs) He comes running to Jesus. Curtain closes. Curtain opens. He's got his clothes on. He's sitting. He's in his right mind. Jesus always gets rid of the drama. There's a good social media. Little Bible study for you. The devil is in the drama and Jesus is in the peace. Jesus is in the harmony. Amen. It's our job to defend the peace of the body of Christ. Nobody walks around that's normal and wants to, you know, hurt themselves, harm themselves, you know, damage themselves. And and we're the body of Christ. So in the New Testament church, there was unity. The Bible says. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It's easy to get in one place, but it's not always easy to get into one accord. Amen. Let's just try that right now. Let me tell you how we get in one accord. We submit to the Lord and we love and we pray for and we believe in one another. Can we just do that right now? Let's all submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's pray for a brother or sister across the way. Would you do that right now? Lord, we submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I know this is unusual to have a prayer during my message, but I just want you to submit to the Lordship right now. of Jesus Christ, Lord, we come under your authority. We come under your purpose. If you're watching online, pray with us. Lord, we come under the authority of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We get all the junk out of our lives. We get all the sin out of our life. We get all the disobedience out of our life. We get all the lying and the cheating, the stealing and the ridiculous behavior, Lord, out of our life. We're putting foolishness behind us, Lord, and we're serious, Lord. We're following you. We're submitting to you. And I prefer my brother and I love my sister. And I want my brother and my sister to be blessed. I forgive them, Lord. i release them of their debt. I just, Lord, want the drama out of my life and I want to live in peace, oh Lord, in harmony with the body of Christ. Oh, come on. Amen. Let's get 2022 started in the right direction. Let's get it going. Amen. In the right direction. In the name of the Lord, I come against disunity. I come against disharmony. I come against confusion. I come against distractions. In the name of the Lord, God, I've just released right now the will of God. The perfect will of god let's clap our hands to the lord we're on our way we're on our way there was unity they got they were in one place but they were also in unity suddenly there came a sound from heaven listen if we will get in alignment things will spontaneously happen just unity and alignment will release the power of god Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. We're sitting, we're being New Testament. That was easy. I'm not, but you are. There appeared unto them divided tongues of fire or flames of fire that sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Do you know what's happening in uh, theological circles right now? Do you know what's happening? Christianity is coming back to the beginning. Scholars are coming back to the beginning. I'm 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 uh, referencing another book. It's written by a guy named Kevin Connor, and I don't even know what all his theology is. I need to find out. But he says and I've got the quote in my notes, but just let me sort of wing it, but he said, and he quotes acts 2:38, 37 and 38. He said, this is the normative Christian initiation. If you want to be born into the body of Christ, amen. Now he's not who we are, but again, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm celebrating what we agree on and what we believe that we can, that Jesus built the church on listen. I want to tell you something. It is not normative Christian. Hear me out there, TV land. It is not normative apostolic initiation, Christian initiation to just confess the Lord as your personal savior and you're saved. That's not what happened on the day of Pentecost. That's not what happened the day the church was born. The day the church was born, there was conviction. Amen. Conviction, men and brethren, what shall we do? Would you agree with me that the next words out of Peter's mouth had something to do with being born again of the water and the spirit? There's a million things he could have said, but let's not worry about what he didn't say. Let's preach about what he said. He said, he's the one that had the keys to the kingdom. He's the one that Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, what you gotta do first is repent of your sins and then after you do that, be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then he said right after that, God is going to fill you with the baptism or the gift of the Holy Ghost. Listen, that's the the way it was the day the church was born and it's never changed. I don't get to decide what kind of a parking place I want, although I do have one. (laughs) actually that was somebody else's idea and I thank God for that Amen. There's a lot of things I don't get to decide. Amen. And I'm okay. If Jesus decided it, I'm nailing it down here today. I'm not debating it. I'm not taking anything away from anybody else. I'm not going to worry about what happened to grandpa and grandma if they didn't obey this. Amen. I can't let that stop me. I can't let that deter me. I've got to be faithful to my obedience, to my revelation. I've got to obey what God has revealed to me in the word. Praise God. Oh, my friends. I can't decide that. It'd be a lot easier if I could just say, now bow your heads and pray a prayer over you. Tell you you're saved. Have you raised your hand? If you feel like you'll pray that prayer, you're saved, you trusted Christ. I'm not debating any of trusting Christ. And, you know, the Bible says as many as received him to them, gave He power to become the sons of God. The Bible language is fine. Amen. But let's take the whole Bible language. Revelations breaking in. There's some things that we may not be right about. I don't know. But that's one thing I know I'm right about. Acts two thirty eight. Professor David Norris just wrote a book entitled Acts 2.38. You should get it. He argues that everything in the Bible that led up to Acts 2.38 was preparing for the obedience to the gospel. And everything after Acts 2.38 is a result of all of that buildup and all of that pattern. And I believe that I believe that is the central message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we don't get that right, forget the rest of it. If we don't get that right, then we're just a social club. If we don't get that right, then what are we doing here? we got to get that right. And you know what's going to happen in 2022? You don't get it unless you preach it. But we're going to preach it and we're going to get it. Amen. We're going to have it because we're going to preach it. And people, sinners are going to repent. Amen. And believers are going to be baptized. And they are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because we're going to preach it. And you get what you preach. And Peter preached it. And that day 3,000 were added to the Lord. So now I bring the message to a close and I was meditating and thinking about this. And I don't know if I've ever really preached this before. But, you know, when you get born into the body of Christ. It's hard to really explain something legally happens. Everybody say legally. Legal, I don't mean legalism, but I'm talking about, you know, there's a lot of legal language in the Greek language. You know, like the word justification, for example. It's like the word justification is like when the judge says, let him go. The bailiff can't stop you. You know, nobody can stop you. It's just as if you didn't do it. It's a legal courtroom thing, justification, and we're justified by our faith, but it's what our faith leads us to obey that justifies us. Faith without works is dead. And so the language of the Bible, listen, let let me listen to this. Something legally happens to you when you are truly born of the water and of the spirit. Listen, God writes your name in a book.
1: <laughs>
0: you may be a member of the life church and we keep you on a file and we can go to the bank or anything and we can prove our church membership. But this is not that. When you become a member of the body of Christ, it's legal. You get your name written in a book. And Jesus said, no man can blot it out. <laughs> Nobody can blot it out. Ha. Get your name in a book. Some of you don't even know what my full name is. You know, my middle initial is O, but you don't know what it stands for. I'm named after my dad's two brothers. My dad's name is Wendell Clayton Gleason. He had two brothers, Stanley and Orion. So now you know what S.O. stands for Stanley Orion. It's not Orion. Thank you. It's Orion Gleason. But now I have a new surname. Stanley Orion Gleason Jesus. (laughs) Listen, you get your name. God's a record keeper. The Israelites had their names written in the book of the genealogy of the nation. And they were numbered before the Lord. That's Leviticus 1 and 2. The Levites had to be numbered before the Lord before they could minister in their priestly office. That's Numbers chapter 3. The remnant from Babylon had to be registered in a book in order to be in the priesthood. That's Ezra chapter 2 and Nehemiah chapter 7. That's that's the pattern. You remember a few weeks ago I preached about the power of the pattern. And this is the pattern. Listen to Hebrews Let's get to the New Testament. In fact, stand with me, if you will. Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Hebrews 12, 22. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly. Can we have that? Hebrews 12, 23. To the General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn, who are registered. That makes it legal. Registered in heaven. About 20 years ago, my brother and I went to Because of the Times conference in Alexandria, Louisiana. Those were in the days when you didn't register. You just showed up and everybody fought to get a seat. When they opened the doors, everybody ran in, dug, claw, scratched, beat people up, clawed. No, I'm just kidding. But you had to fight for a seat. There was many services. I sat on the stairs going up to the balcony just to be in there, just to get there. And so after I'd been going to that conference for about 15 years, my brother flew down here and then we drove down. And they had this reserved seating area, just like this whole section right here. And I told him it was the last service and we've been fighting for seats all week. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Thursday night. I was sick of it. I said, by God, I'm not fighting for a seat tonight. I'm gonna sit in that assigned seat area. I've been watching and there's all kinds of seats available. Why am I sitting up there on the stairs when I could be sitting right there? I've been given good offerings and I've been faithful to this conference. I've earned it. And so he said, You know, my brother's a real by the book guy. I don't know. That would be embarrassing if they I said, I don't care. I'm sitting in there. Come with me if you want to, or if you don't, or don't if you don't. So we sat on the back row. About five minutes before the service. An usher, in those days, their ushers used to wear these orange blazers. And this usher started in the front row and he had a list. And he started. Checking name. What's your name? Your name. And finally, after about halfway through, my brother and I realized he's throwing people out. People are getting up. He said, no, your name's not here. No, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have your name. You're going to have to. And I'm getting nervous and he's getting nervous. And, and so he gets to the row in front of us. And my brother gets up and I pulled his coat tail. I said, sit down. Just act like you belong. And so he goes, all right, your name? I'm like, oh, we're dead. I said real authoritatively, Stan Gleason. He said, oh, you're on the list. I looked at my brother, what did I tell you? And then I realized I could have been sitting here all week. I. I think I had a position in the UPC before that executive president or something and then put me on the list and they didn't take me off when it expired <laughs> is what was going on. But I thought about that. Oh, when I get there, I want my name there. <laughs> I want Michael or Gabriel or somebody to look down there. Oh, yeah. You obeyed the gospel, you repented, and you repented again, (laughs) and you repented and repented and repented and repented and repented, but you did it really the first time, and then you were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost, born again. Your name is registered. Philippians 4.3, I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. I gotta get there. I prayed about it this morning. I don't doubt my salvation, but man, I gotta have my name there. I gotta have it there. You know, there was an old hymn. Lord, I care not for riches, neither silver nor gold. I would make sure of heaven. I would enter the fold in the book of thy kingdom with its pages so fair. Tell me, Jesus, my savior is my name written there. Is my name written there on the page, white and fair in the book of thy kingdom is my name written there. Lord, my sins, they are many like the sands of the sea, but thy blood, O oh, my Savior, is sufficient for me. For thy promise is written in bright letters that glow. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them like snow. Is my name written there on the page white and fair in the book of thy kingdom is my name written Written there. Oh, what beautiful city with its mansions of light. With its glorified beings in pure garments of white. Where no evil thing cometh to despoil what is fair. Where the angels are watching. Yes, my name's written there. I gotta make that. I gotta make that. So... New Testament apostolic churches have altar calls. They had an altar call on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 responded and were added to the Lord, the Bible says. So here's the altar call today Do you want to be a part of a New Testament church? And are you willing to hold my feet accountable as the pastor of this church? That if I'm preaching something that's not biblical, that's not New Testament, that you'll bring it to my attention. Do you want, as the leader of your home, to make sure that your family is a New Testament Christian apostolic believing family? This is the altar call today. Do you want to make sure that all of our disciples that God gives us in 2022 get their names written there? Praise God. If if this is speaking to you today, then just just come. Just come. You're going to do what you can to make sure the Life Church is a New Testament church. Whatever you can do. If it means praying, if it means seeking God, if it means getting junk out of your life. Amen. We 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 live godly lives. We live lives that please God. If it means getting better at prayer. That's it. Come on. 2022. Let's go. Come on. What can you do better? What can you do better as a husband, as a father, as a parent, as a student, as a young adult, as a senior? What can you do better as a single parent? What can you do better? Come on, let's be a New Testament church. Let's be a New Testament church. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel conviction right now. Come on, that's it families, that's it. We're gonna take a journey together. We're gonna take a journey together and we're gonna move forward into the kingdom of God. We're gonna move forward in our consecration. We're gonna move forward. We're not gonna look back, we're gonna look forward. Come on, what are we gonna do for God in 2022? What are we gonna do for the Lord? What are we gonna do for the kingdom? I'm glad your name's there, but do you want to help somebody else get their name written there? There's no hope for anybody in eternity unless their name is written in that book of life. That's the only way it can be. Moving ahead. Moving forward. Whatever it means to be apostolic.